minus one minute. minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 happy Monday and welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet and welcome to the WOW Superheroes After Show. And of course, we are here every Monday, every night to give you the lowdown on what happened this weekend on WOW Women of Wrestling. Of course, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, um, host and writer for Women's Wrestling Talk and color commentator for the Belladonna Division Battle club pro magic 2020 but thankfully i am never alone when it comes to talking about all the great stuff going on with wow because with me is an is an amazing lady who just had an amazing um time in backstage correspondence for waw in new york she is the creator of ncat we trust and of course the curator of the women of color in wrestling panel which will be in chicago the weekend of wrestlemania she is katrina blake how are you cat hey you're always giving such a great intro i am good tired but happy to be here Yes, I believe that's just a general consensus. A lot of people have said they're really tired today, even at work today. They were saying they were tired because the daylight savings thing is really kicking everybody's butt. So aside from that, you know, we're trudging along doing the best we can, you know, just getting everything together, you know, for the daylight savings time because we're entering a new season. It's almost spring, but, you know, the weather has been kind of upside down a bit in various places, but we're still trying to get used to things. But the one thing that has remained a constant in all of our lives is wrestling and seeing as there's so much beautiful wrestling going on and this is women's wrestling talk and it's women's history month we get to talk about wow superheroes so this episode was pretty solid for the most part we didn't really see a whole lot of continuance of the storylines that we saw on last week's episode which emanated from la comic-con um, but either way, this episode was still solid within its action. So, Kat, how did you feel about the episode overall? 
Over our, it was, oh, well, we got to see some people we haven't seen in a little bit. We got, um, you know, people we saw tagging kind of separated and solo matches this week. And so I was like, okay. And so it was nice to kind of see that. And also I thought the main event had a nice little touch at the end. And so good stuff. Yeah, it definitely was good stuff. I really enjoyed this episode um, as it got started and got cracking. And we saw a lot of different athleticism from a lot of the girls that we hadn't really seen before. And that's the part that I really enjoyed about the episode, even though I will say here in Alabama, might kind of turn me upside down a bit because it came on earlier than expected because we have a soccer team here in Birmingham and they had a game at six o'clock that was set to go long but either way once I finally got a hold to it I watched it all and I wound up enjoying the whole thing so we're gonna get into it and just talk about these girls so the first match on the card was of course with Vivian Rivera versus Robbie Rocket and this was a little bit different for me because when we saw when we last saw Vivian Rivera she was getting a little bit aggressive because both of these women did participate in that gauntlet match to determine who was going to be the new wild world champion um to fill its vacancy and these two women did a phenomenal job but Vivian Rivera was a little bit more aggressive in her approach and wasn't the smiley person that we were used to seeing but you know she sort of switched back to that you know sweetness that we know her for but at the same time she was still getting it done in the ring and Robbie Rocket of course was getting it done in the ring as well so both of these women were set were basically just trying to get it cracking after they both lost the gauntlet match to Miss Ma'am Penelope Pink who is now the wild world champion so this match was really good I enjoyed it very much um when both of these women locked up it seemed like they were both just trying to overpower each other. But Vivian, of course, kept locking her in with various submission holes with the arms and with her and with her pins. One thing that I did notice when Vivian Rivera first burst onto the scene on WoW, they kept calling her the woman of a hundred or a thousand pins because she knows so, so many pins in which she could catch you up on and she does them so quick that before you know it, you might mess around and they might hit one, two, three and you might lose because she's so quick with them but the one thing that Robbie Rocket did do was keep up with it like they were both evenly matched with their quickness and for everything that Vivian Rivera had to give with her submission work like at one point she actually had Robbie Rocket in a like in an arm hold and even like right there where she was getting ready to pin her right there and then there was another moment it was almost like Robbie Rocket had something to match it with her submission work with her own legs which is something that she does use a lot because considering once upon a time she was a break dancer so she was utilizing a lot of that and I really enjoyed this match and Robbie Rocket was showing more of her aggression here with battling back by grounding and pounding Vivian Rivera with her hard hits but in this picture this is where I was very impressed with Vivian Rivera she hit a gory stretch and she was really trying to like stretch Robbie Rocket out to get her to submit but Robbie reversed it and wound up hopping on the middle and the top rope to hit a I guess what my boyfriend called it when we were watching it together he called it a springboard um code breaker in order to win the match and Robbie Rocket wound up winning and defeating Vivian Rivera um but either way this was a strong showing from both of these women so Kat how did you feel about this match 
I thought it was a really good open. I actually, I remember them saying, or as you mentioned about her being a person with a lot of holds and the very first time we saw her. Uh, and so she definitely showcased that. And it was not, even though she didn't get the win and I guess that was unfortunate, I like that they allowed her in this to kind of showcase what we were, was hearing. And not to say that she wasn't, uh, you know, it just, I felt like in this match, she was allowed to shine that more. Like in other matches, she did things, but this one, she really like showcased just how good submission wise that she could be. And I thought that was a good, and I'm hoping that like going for it with her matches, they allow her to do that more because it was nice to see, like we knew she could wrestle, but to kind of see that and really say like, she kind of almost had an answer for everything until like the end where it was like, oh man, like you would think you would have had, you would have got it because of the fact that you kind of had an answer for everything Robbie was, you know, she was trying to do. And so I thought it was a great open uh, for the episode, but I also, like I said, I'm hoping we can see more of her doing that because we knew and we saw little bits here and there in matches, but this one, I thought she really let that shine. And to me, I was like, yes, like very impressed with what she was doing. Yes. I was impressed with both of them, and I can't wait to see what both of them have to offer. But yeah, in the case of Vivian Rivera, she is somebody who's been impressing us, you know, ever since, like I said, she burst onto the scene. So it's just like, I want to see her sort of lock in and see what will happen, you know, once she does start, you know, letting more of her ability show, you know, in these matches and who, and basically see who can she, you know, rise to the occasion with and on who she could possibly like defeat if it ever came down to like, a high stakes thing or even when it's not a high stakes thing you know when she just seeks competition I want to see more of what she has to offer but usually you know when it comes to Robbie Rocket we sort of like some people might dismiss her because of the fact that she does you know she did that rap a few weeks ago and um with BK Rhythm and, and she didn't do as well like they said on commentary but the thing is though when you know when she does stop clowning around a whole lot even though clowning around is fun sometimes she is very serious and that code breaker was really sick and then there was one time during that match where she tried to hit it but then it wound up not working out as well because yeah. Vivian had it scouted so once she did try truly like focus and break out of that gory stretch and do it that's when it seemed very potent so I like that very much from both of those women but um like I like we said um Robbie Rocky came out with the win in this singles match so moving forward with the rest of the show we our second match of BK Rhythm and um Steffi Slay speaking of her um, this was really interesting because you had Steffi Slays, who we hadn't really seen in a while, um, on wild television, because of course she does pull double duty, not only as a wrestler, but also as a doctor or a paramedic. Um, but either way, she works in our medical system and we give her big props for that. Um, and she is a wow OG and she was, and they were basically putting her over on commentary with that. And then you have BK Rhythm, who, like I mentioned earlier, was seeking more glory when it came to um, her singles career, because like I said, her and um, Robbie Rocket were in a tag team the last time we saw them. So, of course, Steffi Slays made her entrance and everybody was rooting for her and everybody was happy for her and everything because she just has that aura and that glowing light that she just has about her. And everybody respects her because she is a wild OG. But BK Rhythm was not having that because, of course, you know, when she gets in that ring and gets that microphone, she's going to rap and disrespect you. And she disrespected her and basically said that she was going to hit the mic drop on her and all of the above. So, yeah, BK Rhythm were just, was just being 
being mean. But Steffi really had a great showing here. And this was a nice change of pace because lately, anytime Steffi would be on television, she would almost win, but then there were, she would get back on the struggle bus and not win again. And that would make me frustrated from one Stephanie to another. So I would just be like, bro, when is Steffi going to have her moment? You know, like, when is she going to win? And Steffi really did, you know, give it to um, BK Rhythm with a lot of her submission work and a lot of her anger towards BK Rhythm. And BK was also trying to wear her down with her punches and hard hits as well. But through it all, Steffi climbed up on the top rope and wound up climbing on BK Rhythm's shoulders and hitting her patented victory roll in order to, co to cover her up for the pin. And Steffi Slays won the match. And I was so glad. And right here in this picture, this was another impressive part where she hit a crab, which they said was made famous by Lance Storm, which is something I appreciated because he was kind of like an early favorite of mine during the 2000s. So that was really cool. But Steffi Slays came out with the win here in this match. And I was really happy about that because um, I've been wanting her to win for a minute. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match? I thought it was well. It was, it was nice to have Stephanie, you know, Steffi, to get a win because, as you said, you know, we she'll be on screen and then we won't see her for a while, but she would always lose her mattress. And so I thought that this was done with a sense of urgency, but urgency in a good way, where again she kind of shined. And you know, I do know she is a doctor, and you know, sis, that's right. You know, get your coins, <laughs> help people, but also so that you can slay both outside and inside the ring, and she does that. And so it was nice to see that, um, actually, because she has been losing the last couple of matches, and you're like, all right, like, you like her, she's cool, you know, she's she's not, like, malicious in any way, and she's also one of the original, squad, like, from the squad. And so it was good to see that. And I do think she did a lot of things where it felt like more urgency, but rather not like, like she was trying to make the match quick, but more so she was just trying to showcase again or remind people what she was able to do. And that's what I thought it was a good showing for her. Uh, and while I know BK Rhythm is trying and you know how I feel about her rhymes at times, I do like that. I thought both of them really did like well in this match together and they had good chemistry, but Steffi, it was her time to slay and she did. And so I was really happy with the win for her. Absolutely. But BK Rhythm, you know, we do have to give her some props because she did rise to the occasion of fighting the wild OG and stuff like that. So we will give her her props. But, you know, I was just really happy to see Steffi finally get a win here. And a part of me really wants her to sort of fight and work up to that point of possibly being wild world champion. But there is something that I do have a little bit of... um not confusion about, but just a little bit of, you know, curiosity about. Because the first time we saw Steffi Slay, she was in that tag team with Keita Rush. And even though, you know, they consider Steffi a wow OG, Keita Rush is more of a wow OG um, than she is because she had been there a little bit longer than her. And she kind of took Steffi Slay's under her wing. And when WoW, this iteration of WoW first got started, you know, they were the bully busters. They were together, you know, as a tag team. And then they separated and then they got back together and then they separated again. And with the match that's coming up that we are going to talk about, it's like Keita has a new partner with another younger superstar and it's making me wonder like is there like a certain mo that Keita rush has where she 
tries to like take these younger women under her wing and then just sort of leaves them behind or do the younger women leave her behind like what is that you know and has that been going on for a long period of time um because they did mention the bully busters on commentary and that's something that i have been wondering like do they just mutually decide to separate or is or is there like trouble in paradise cat what do you think about that I mean, I don't know. I thought when they said that she was with Jen, uh, that it was more so she did like taking younger women. So maybe again, Stephanie does. Steffi, I keep saying her full name, but Steffi considers herself. You know, like if I'm also an OG, I would like, oh, we could team up, and it's more of a like, yay, we we homies, we squad, we teaming up. But I won't necessarily take it as you take me under your wing anymore. Uh, if I'm now considered an OG. So maybe it's one of those situations where it's just like Steffi put in some time that maybe when they were back together, it was more so for like old time's sake rather like, you know, oh yeah, we, of course, because we were a team before, we know how each other work, how we operate as a team and we can just do this and it'll be like, we're, it'll be easy for us because we already have, you know, a history where we've teamed up before. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm hoping at least that's what it is mostly like, does she really need to take Steffi uh, under her wing anymore? If now she's also considered one of the OGs as well, considered to the newer iteration of this. And so maybe it's just like, well, Jen literally just got here. I believe they said she's the youngest of the group uh, of the new, like, and so like, it's like, oh, you're really new. Let me see if I can kind of issue and issue in, in a way where it's not like, you know, uh, her you as a mature, uh, <laughs> you know, with Penelope and like Lana, where it was like she took her under her wing as well, but in a very different way. And so maybe it's that one of these situations, like, do Steffi really need to be kind of under a wing anymore? But maybe she can too do something like that for somebody else that's maybe on the younger side, uh, in charge of like, let's kind of show you some more of the ropes, or maybe if tighten something, whatever the case may be. And so I'm thinking maybe it's more of a like, does she need to be? in that pairing only because she's also now considered one of the older ones from before. And so I'm hoping that's what it is and not so much like, ooh, they're getting young, like you're getting a little old, let's go to the next one because at the same time, Kelly Rush would also be getting, you know, as well, if that makes sense. And so I'm thinking maybe it's just more so like, she can kind of hold her own because you're also now an OG. So let me see who else I can help and ex expand or spread their wings a little bit more. Yeah, that's a nicer way of looking at it and putting it. Um, yeah, and it's a little bit different from the regular, you know, this team is breaking up, so I'm just going to go solo and we hate each other now. Um, that's a more holistic um, way to sort of see it. But I was just, you know, just wondering that. Not really to stir the pot, of course, because that's something I never want to do. But it was just something that I did notice because there was that one time they did separate and it seemed like Steffi really did take it kind of hard as she was crying. And that's when the whole Candy Crush thing happened with her gloves. And that's was sort of like that but it's just like maybe you are right maybe there is you know the idea that Steffi is you know kind of all grown up now and she can handle herself and Kita's just sort of you know taking these women under her wing because she's seen that they do need a little bit more help and since Steffi is all grown up she doesn't necessarily need you know to be in the nest anymore so maybe you're right about that that's a really good way and a cool way of looking at that so yeah that was just something I wanted to bring up 
But also something else that I loved on commentary was the fact that AJ Mendez, the executive producer and color commentator for WOW, shout out to her, was talking about all the women who are on staff at WOW, including herself being a commentator and a number of camera women and also with one of the referees who was repping that match um, in Paige. And I really love that she mentioned that. And this was also my weird way on Twitter of shooting my own shot of saying, yeah, you're a female commentator, but maybe you need another one which means you hire me so <laughs> so i just had to shoot my shot because you just never know out here you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take Let's so y'all know us <laughs> y'all know us you us, girls uh, you know if you just want to put that up in the get a girl from new york and a girl from alabama we're here just yeah <laughs> Yes, y'all know where we at. So, you know, it was just really great to hear that, you know, around this point, you know, because it was, you know, last week, International Women's Day, and then it is Women's History Month. So that was cool to hear and to listen to with AJ sort of putting them over in that way. But before we even get to the next match, they showed, of course, a replay of all the shenanigans that happened with the Wild Tag Team titles involving um, Team Spirit, Coach Campanelli, and Randy Rara beating Miami Sweet Heat of the Fab Four. And then, of course, it showed them at LA Comic Con losing those titles to Miami Sweet Heat yet again um, and asking for a rematch. And then they basically just charted that story a little bit more. So we wound up not seeing them on this episode properly in the ring but maybe within the next few weeks we will see them you know lock horns again or we'll just see the fab four just bragging more and more about how they run well who knows <laughs> <laughs> but moving forward to the next match in terms of tag team action we had Gigi Gianni and our girl Amber Rodriguez versus Jennifer Flores and Keita Rush, who we were just mentioning before. Um, this tag team match was pretty fabulous, of course, because you have Gigi Gianni, who used to tag with Adriana Gambino, who we haven't seen in a while now. Um, and now she's tagging and being a bully along with Amber Rodriguez, who just feels like they're the most fabulous women in all of WoW and feeling like everybody else just don't compare, which is, you know, kind of true because they're gorgeous um but there are other gorgeous women in wow too and their opponents are gorgeous as well all the women of wow are gorgeous so they're not the only ones okay but either way this tag team bout just sort of came about there really wasn't like a major conflict that took place in order for them to fight each other so when the match got started Gigi Gianni and Keita Rush um started off the action and one of the coolest parts that I enjoyed about these two going up against each other as the match went along was the fact that both of them were trying to test each other's strength, the upper body strength. Like they were basically playing like um, arm wrestling, except they were utilizing their upper bodies against each other to see who was going to out outpower one another. And I thought that was really cool. And it reminded me of Mercedes versus Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie in their match at Battle in the Valley because they did something very similar. And I thought that was really cool. They were just trying to outpower each other. But in the end, Keita Rush was sort of out outdoing Gigi Gianni with her strength well not her strength but just her quickness as well and when she finally had a chance to take her down she tagged in Jennifer Flores and Amber Rodriguez came in and Amber of course was playing dirty alongside Gigi and they sort of isolated Jennifer at one point um but 
then after a certain point, they were able to fight back. And then Keita Rush finally got in to assist um, Jennifer Flores. And after a lot of back and forth between all of these women um, and lots of tough action from the opposition in terms of Gigi and Amber, one of the coolest things that happened was the fact that Gigi had, well, not Gigi, but Kita had a set of drop kicks that knocked Gigi down. And finally, Jennifer Flores got the hot tag and she hit Amber Rodriguez with an amazing bicycle DDT. That's what I'm calling it for now until they give it another name, a bicycle DDT for the win. And it was so impressive that they had to show it twice or maybe three times in the replay. And team, um, Keita Rush and Gigi, well, not Gigi, Keita Rush and Jennifer Flores wound up winning. So, how did you feel about the performance of Keita and J Flo in this match, Kat? I thought it was good. I, I it just, again, I, I, I feel like Kara Rush is kind of helping Jen kind of flourish a bit. And I think that's what, what, why that maybe she's kind of teamed up with her. They have a very similar stunt wrestling style. Uh, and so, I think. In this case, it's more like helping her also kind of find her footing and also spreading her wings, being the youngest of the WoW uh, superheroes. And so that was an impressive, uh, uh, the very, and I, 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 it was one of those, when you know, if they play it that many times in a replay, then they're like, oh, okay, this is good. Uh, and so I thought it was uh, really well done. And and I do want to, like, a part of me wants to know what happens, what happened to each other. Because I'm like, sis is gone for a long time. Like, what happened? And like I don't know if she's taking a break or that she really get injured, but I felt like they, they never um, gave us any like insight to what happened. Like at least when the beast was gone for a little bit, we knew she got injured. You know, like, we knew something happened. And so it's like MIA. It's like did something behind the scenes happen? Can you guys make it a little pretty or something so we're not like kind of wondering what's going on? Like sending a missing person sign for her or something. Um, but I do like uh, the team of Gigi and Amber. I think it kind of fits the whole, like they fit each other with the gimmick, but I thought in this, Jen and Kat really had it. And I thought it really allowed Jen to flourish. And again, I knew outside of WoW, you know, she's a fantastic wrestler, but when you're going off what the gimmick is, is like, she's the young one, you know, she got a, she got a chance to really do that. And again, she proved it with getting the win. And so I thought it was a really solid match overall, honestly. Yeah, it was solid. And you are right about Gigi and Amber, you know, making a great team because aesthetically they just both go together. Um, but weirdly enough, though, something that I noticed throughout this match is their chemistry was a little bit off. And there were certain points where they kind of just broke down, you know, with the way that they sort of move with each other and the rhythm that they normally have. Um, and I'm wondering, like, does does that mean like, you know, they was there just some miscommunication involved? Or, you know, what exactly does that mean? But either way, it was still a solid match. And I really was impressed with J-Flo and um, Keita Rush together. Like, they were a really solid pair. And I can't wait to see more of what they have to offer as a tag team. Maybe they'll qualify to, you know, change Miami Sweet Heat at some point. Maybe if that's their goal, I don't know. But either way, that bicycle DDT was fire. <laughs> it was so fire. I was like, girl, okay. I low-key want to learn how to do it. But <laughs> I don't know anybody. Well, no, that's not true. I know people who probably could teach me, but I just don't know if I should do it. I hate pain. 
<laughs> Listen, you never know. Put it out there. You never know. It might go absolutely fantastic for you. Personally, I'm just like, after one bump, I was good. And so I'm like, oh, no, I don't do this again. Personally, because I did take one bump just to see. And I'm like, oh, God, no, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> Wait a minute, Kat. This is a WWT exclusive. Cat talk, talk to us more about how you got a chance to take a bump. This was like, like a little bit ago but i just wanted to kind of see what it would feel like and i was like like the wind <laughs> it's not, and i'm like oh this is what you guys are gonna do normally you, you have to get used to making sure you kind of breathe and i was like oh i'm good like so anytime somebody asked me that am i a wrestler i was like oh no i shut that down real quick like anybody who wrestles power to you i can't like to do that every, to remind myself to have to breathe through that or I might just lay there as I make the jokes quite often. Like, I'm going to probably just lay there for the rest of the match, get the win. It is perfectly fine. We're good. I don't need to do anything else because I can't. Like, I was like, this is what you guys do regularly. <laughs> We're good. And so I just wanted to see if I could even, no, <laughs> never again. Um, and so anybody who does it, power to them. I just can't. I'm like, we're going to stick to backstage stuff. I'll do hosting. I'll do interviews. I'll do some ring announcing, some color commentary once in a while. But you are not catching me wrestle ever. I can't. That was just one. That's <laughs> over it. I was like, oh, no. We got to put this in the back. <laughs> put it on the shelf. It's good. I don't need to touch it ever again. Like, you're going to just put this in the box, like the box in the closet that you, like, look fine in 20 years. Like, oh, this happened. That's gonna never again. I'm good. <laughs> However, you may be perfectly fine. It just for me, I was like, oh no. Like I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know you're supposed to do it. Like feel that. I was like, oh no, we're good. So I am good. <laughs> I'm good on trying moves, but anybody else, I always say, if you think you can do it, go for it. I just didn't like the whole like, oh, I was really out of breath after that. I was like, oh no, like not me. <laughs> so oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, wrestling is definitely not for the faint of heart at all. Not saying that you cat are for our faint at heart because you're definitely not. Um, but it's just the idea, like everybody, you know, isn't necessarily meant to take that. And I know that I really hate pain, but it's just that a lot of wrestlers that I have interviewed, you know, in the last three years have said that when they first took their, you know, their very first bump and not the win out of them, but they just didn't want to give up at all, you know, because and that just shows, you know, how how deep your passion and your love for it is. You know, if you're willing to do that multiple times, you know, so big up to all of <laughs> Well, all of the wrestlers, you know, male and female who do this each and every, you know, each and every day, you know, for a living or even even part time for a living, like, because that's just crazy. But, you know, at least you did try. At least you can say in your life, you try. <laughs> I just wanted to see what it was going to feel like. And the wind most certainly was knocked out. And I was like, oh, we're not doing I'm not doing this again. And so. <laughs> And it's, that's why I always tell people, like, anytime you guys wrestle, power to you guys. Because I, to do this every time, and then you're trying to also, this is just basic falling. It's not even moves yet. It was just me taking it to see if I could fall. And I was like, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> I'm good. Like, we don't need to do this again. And so anybody who does it, power to them. But I do think if you want to, you never know. You might be perfectly fine with it. It was just me. I know me enough to know that. I'm good. We don't need to do that again. <laughs> we don't need to do that two times. Just gonna be in the show. Yes. <laughs> yes, wrestling may be your ministry, but the athletic park isn't. Okay. 
<laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. We live and we learn, and you learned that day. But there's no shame in that. It is all right. That's life, okay? But the women of WOW, just to bring it back, you know, they were able to perform to the best of their ability on this night. And J-Flow really did that um, bicycle DDT. We were very impressed with that. And of course, we're always impressed with Keita Rush and her um, level of quickness and her drop kicks and all of the above. And that, you know, was a really great, that was a really great combination for the both of them to win that, um, to win that tag team match against Gigi Amber. And in the case of Adriana Gambino, it's like she's still on the website, but it's like we haven't seen her in weeks. But you know something that I did just put together when you mentioned her being missing and you brought up the Beast? What if she's the one that attacked the Beast and she keeping a low profile and staying hidden because she don't want nobody to find out it was her that attacked the Beast from behind? It really well could be, and that somebody we wouldn't have expected either, considering she really wasn't in, like, a title picture. She was doing that tag team stuff at the time, and so if she did do it, that's actually a really good swerve, <laughs> because she would be somebody you're not thinking of. And so we'll see, but, I, I mean, I know she is on the website, but I'm like, sis, where you at? It's been some months. Um, so maybe that is what it is, and we'll find it out later on, or, like, going towards the end, like, towards the rest of the year. Because she has been missing, but it would be like a good swerve because nobody would have thought of her because she's not in the title picture. She wasn't in the title picture at the time. So. Yeah, we're going to play a game of where in the world is Adriana Gambino. <laughs> and then she got the hat too. So like it's like Carmen San Diego, except it's not Carmen. It's uh, Adriana. But either way, we're going to have to put an, EP, an APB out on um Adriana and get AJ to help because that's her fellow Jersey girl. So, hey, I mean, help us find her. But I really just sat here and thought about that. Like, really, what if she's the one that attacked the beast? Like, we're still trying to solve that mystery. So, hey, maybe one day we'll figure it out, And you know, in the coming weeks or in the coming months. But either way, we got to get to our main event. So um, our, main, our main event was Fury of the Heavy Metal Sisters versus Jesse Jones. They did kind of chart Jesse Jones's journey throughout WoW, of course, when she was trying to qualify for the tag team tournament on her own to get those titles back. And then also they're showing the journey of the Heavy Metal Sisters. And how they got to this point, you know, to fight each other and how they crossed paths. Now, this match was pretty interesting in the sense that Jesse Jones was fighting on her own throughout the match. But then the heavy metal sisters were out there fighting with Fury um, and sort of helping her. And it was really cool to see Fury, you know, sort of get, you know, get in and tussle as a singles competitor. Like, I really liked it. Jesse and Fury towards the beginning of the match were trying to twist each other up, you know, throughout the first half of the match, but then Mesmeriah kept, you know, hopping up on the top rope and distracting the referee as Fury kept beating Jesse Jones down and all of the above. And even Razor, of course, our girl Razor, shout out to her slash Sarah, the rebel friend of women's wrestling talk was getting involved in it too. And she actually slammed Jesse Jones down outside of the outside of the ring. And then Jesse Jones, of course, got back into the ring at a certain point to fight Fury. But here again, as you can see, Mesmeriah was getting in on the action. But then there was one point where Jesse Jones sort of ducked. And then um, Mesmeriah wound up knocking, well, not Mesmeriah, but Fury wound up knocking Razor off of the apron and knocking her out. And that proved to be 
um, her downfall as Jesse Jones locked in her patented divorce court submission onto Fury and she wound up having to tap out. And Jesse Jones wound up with the win, but she wound up getting attacked from behind by all three of the heavy metal sisters. And as you can see in this picture, judging from what happened, Americana, who is Jesse Jones's ally, um, came out and fought on her behalf and they fought them off. And after they fought them off, um, they celebrated Jesse Jones's win. And sweet little Levi, who is Americana's son, came up and celebrated with them in order to end that episode of WoW on a heartwarming note. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match? And how did you feel about the performance of Fury in a singles match, even though the Heavy Metal Sisters kept getting involved? I thought it was nice to see, because we have only been seeing them, for the most part, Russell like, as a unit or Russell as a group. And so while they technically kind of was... Before the interference, she actually was doing really well, and it was nice to see. Uh, it is unfortunate, because I guess they are kind of heelish as well, um, that they were involving themselves. Because like I said, it's nice to kind of see Jesse on a different you know, side, considering when we first introduced to her, she was a bit of a heel. Uh, she kind of just was like, she kind of interjected herself in matches. She kind of put herself like, this is what I'm going to do. And so it's nice to kind of see a different side of it where she's just wrestling to wrestle, and she kind of got the win, like, in a way where it wasn't like shady or anything and then that she kind of got a little friendship with uh you know americana which is kind of again nice to see with references to both of them loving the country and everything and so i thought it was good to see fury come do stuff even though they did introduce it was nice to see it because we we're used to kind of see them always as a unit and hopefully we'll see the rest of them you know kind of just see some just have some so just you know you can be a team be a unit but also nice to have some solo action just to kind of see what the what they can do as a like a solo person as well as a team i think that makes it more well-rounded well uh personally but i thought it was good and i thought it was a good win for jesse i thought you know her being able to use that to her advantage as far as their shenanigans she used their shenanigans to her advantage and it got her to win and so it was nice and of course as a mom uh it was very nice to see americana wear her son uh just because i was like oh Mom, I would never put my kids, but yes, like it's nice to always heartwarming to see you know you get to be a mom for a moment and just like enjoy that. And so that was a really sweet end, but I thought it was a really solid main event. Yes, it was really solid. And hopefully we will get to see more of Fury and more of the other heavy metal sisters, you know, be do more solo work. But it was really good to see that Jesse Jones did have an ally in Americana here again. Because sometimes, you know, these women will ally up and then they won't ally again like in the next few episodes. So this was a nice little slice of continuity, continuity for both of them in their teamwork. So I really like that. And then, of course, I feel like Levi is sort of like an unofficial member of the wow roster at this point because he's been on two episodes so it's just kind of like yo like let's let's just make levi and an, an, a, a part of the wow family even though it's women of wrestling you know he you know he'll we'll give him an exception because you know he's just so sweet and he just likes to be there with his mama and watch his mama you know get down in the ring and stuff so i thought that was really cute and really heartwarming now i'm not a mother but here again it's something i can still appreciate because i love children so and anytime i see children with wrestling have that pure joy about it you know it just never ceases to amaze me um and i hope that us as wrestling fans as big grown-ups you know never really lose that you know point of joy um yeah. whenever we watch wrestling or whenever we do anything in life like don't lose your inner child because my mom always says like 
says, when you lose your inner child as an adult, that's when you begin to die. So let's not... <laughs> Let's not lose that inner child at all. And let's not lose that joy about wrestling. So that's how this episode of Wild Superheroes ended. Like we said, it was very solid. We loved this episode. It was really cool. So, of course, you know, in the meantime, in between time, until the next episode rolls around, if you want more wild content, you can get more from us here at Women's Wrestling Talk. You can watch a number of our interviews that we have posted on our YouTube page um, with a number of the wild superheroes like Coach Campanelli or more recently like the one Katrina did with Lana Star and Miss Ma'am Penelope Pink who is the Wild World Champion who I did cut a promo on so if you did miss that on social media you can look at that too um, and just check out all of our interviews that we did at Los Angeles Comic Con with a number of those women there like Americana um, and Foxy Fierce and um, Miami Sweet Heat as well and just check that out and watch that content as well and just remember to continue to support women of wrestling when wherever or whatever time it comes on for you because i know it comes on different times throughout the country um but like i always say in alabama it usually comes on at 6 p.m on saturday central standard time unless of course there's a game going on because we're birmingham we're on the rise and sometimes a number of our sports will preempt things or go after it but either way just continue to Check it out. And also, I just want to give a special shout out to Miss Minga, who is always at every taping. And it's just really fun. Like, it's almost become a game for me at a certain point for each episode of WOW to see where she's at. Um, She's literally at, at every tape. I just love seeing her there. So always giving a great shout out to Miss Minga for being extra supportive. But before we go, we'll show um a little bit of a commercial. Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod and make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. Y'all heard Ms. Boss Lady. Y'all know all of our content that we've got going on, including this show. So if you love any one of those wrestling shows, just continue to support us as we continue to grow our channel and grow our reach um, and continue to put women's wrestling and just basically all of wrestling on the map with all of our different shows. So, of course, this is the end of the WOW Superheroes After Show. So, Katrina, of course, thank you so much for joining me. Our, oh, our very own Emily May Heller wasn't able to join us on tonight, but hopefully she will be back next week so cat tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on 
Uh, I am on most social media platforms. In Cat We Trust, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, E the three. Uh, I just had my interview with Jen Savani recently, so go check that out. I will be having new interviews coming up as well, as I just scheduled some. Uh, also check out uh, Rebby Hardy. Uh, I have that as well, so if you haven't watched it, check that out. Um, I'm trying to do more. Uh, I have, there's quite a few things I finished, and so I have to do reviews. I will probably start gaming Resident Evil 4's demo just to kind of uh, get back out there. The last time I gamed, <laughs> it did not go well uh, with regards to me making sure my my phone, my mic was on. And so this time I'm going to have everything set up properly so I can actually play the game probably on my YouTube and on my Twitch. So uh, that will probably be some time this week. And if you are not going to LA and you are in the Chicago area, I will be having my panel at C2E2 Chicago's Comic Con. Uh, behind the magic when we're calling pan uh, wrestling and we have some returning people but also some new people and so it's going to be awesome awesome sauce and always know you can follow me your girl stephanie hardy on instagram and twitter at queen steph hardy and please listen to and watch and subscribe to the hardy wrestling podcast everywhere you get your shows i have a new episode that came out yesterday called girls just want to have mania where i started my women of wrestlemania series talking about wendy richter versus leilani kai for the wwf women's championship at the first wrestlemania in 1985 and i will be continuing to talk about selected matches throughout the month of March for Women's History Month on my show. So please check that out. And also, if you didn't get a chance to check out my collaboration episodes with the Wrestling Realm, the Black Wrestling Podcast, and the Jobber Tears Podcast for Black History Month, those are available as well. So go listen to and watch those because we had really great conversations about Black Wrestling and where it has been and where it's set to go. So if you haven't watched that, please do check that out. But most importantly, Please check out Women's Wrestling Talk on all platforms. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube and ring the bell so you can get notified every time we go live. And then, of course, subscribe to us on Twitch if that's a platform that you love to use. And like us on Facebook so you can see everything we've got going on. Because we always have a lot going on. And also check out our website at www.toppod.com. And check out all of our articles, buy our merch, and basically just continue to just stay in the loop of anything that we've got going on that's women's wrestling talk related. We are on the road to WrestleMania. So there's a lot going on in wrestling. So please be on the lookout for any content that we have coming up, whether it be with WWE or anybody else. So just be on the lookout for that. So, of course, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet and until next time bye y'all women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.